Hello guys, RCE Kingston here, and this is the first episode of my new podcast called Crazy Coasters. So, this podcast is going to be about different roller coasters that I have ridden, and about what I'm doing in the coaster industry, or community more. So, really this first episode is just going to be the first coaster that I'm going to talk in depth about. And just the different things I'm going to do on this podcast. So a little background on me. My name is Kingston. And I run the channel RCE Kingston on YouTube. I recommend you go check it out. I put gaming and roller coaster content up there. And I've started doing a bunch of different things on there. So I have been a coaster enthusiast for about two years now. My coaster count is, I believe, 47, so not too many, but I have been to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, Cedar Point, Carowinds, and Disney, all four Disney parks. So, the first episode I'm, the I'm going to talk about is Millennium Force. So on my YouTube channel, I've done a very low quality Millennium Force review because I was trying something out, but it wasn't really that great. So, really, Millennium Force at Cedar Point, I'm going to go into the history. The history of Millennium Force was, it was the very first ever Giga roller coaster, meaning that was the first roller coaster over 200 feet, which means that it broke a lot of records. It was the tallest, fastest, and I think it was the longest steel coaster in the world at the time, only behind the Beast at King's Island. So, Millennium Force has a top height of 310 feet and a max speed of 91 miles an hour. And I believe the track length is about 6,200 6, something. So, a very, very good track length. My experience from whenever you drop off the lift hill to when you hit the final brake run is about 50 seconds. Which is really good. But it isn't... Well, it is one of the best. Now, this is the only... This is only one of two Giga coasters I've been on, the other being St- uh, Fury 325 or Carowinds. That is actually my number one roller coaster. So, Fear- Millennium Force is, in my opinion, overrated. It is very overrated. A lot of people say it's the best in the park, their favorite roller coaster, best steel coaster in the world. I don't see it. I really just don't see it, mainly because the coaster doesn't really have that much force. And what I mean by that is there's, like, one consec- one very intense moment, and it isn't even that intense, and it's that first overbank. I will admit, I did gray out a couple times on that overbank, and that was really the only super forceful part of the ride. After that, the ride really focuses on speed. And you have a couple okay airtime moments. One coming right after that overbank. And another coming after three different overbanks in the middle of the park. 
And then the, my favorite part of the ride is actually the speed hill next to the station. That is a very, very good airtime moment in the back row. Millennium Force is definitely a back row ride for me because of the drop and that airtime moment at the end. But the ride, I understand it was the very first ever Giga Coaster. It's just, it doesn't hold up. It's still a fun ride, don't get me wrong. It was one of my favorite at the park, but it just wasn't that great. Like, against all the other coasters I've been on. Heck, I preferred Blue Streak, the oldest ride in the park, over Millennium Force. Mainly because I got a lot more rides on Blue Streak, and I really enjoy wooden coasters. But that just shows I how much I don't really like Millennium Force. Now, my favorite thing about the ride is the trains. The trains on Millennium Force are some of the greatest trains I've ever ridden in. Just behind, like, Fury and Intimidator with the being a clamshell restraint. The Millennium Force trains, they're very open. There's not, there's no sides on them except for the small little bottom parts. And really, the only thing holding you in is the intimate key bar. Now, if you've seen Top Little Drax, they're also at Cedar Point, or, um, Red Force, and Turkey. And, um, that's, and Superman, Ride of Steel, or Superman the Ride at Darien Lake. Those are T-Bars. Millennium Force, I think, does it the second best, right after after Top Thrill Dragster. Now, Millennium Force, it might not be the most intense, or forceful, or, like, airtime-filled ride. But the T-bars give you such an open feeling that it is insane. While you're going up that lift hill, uh, that T-bar is probably, I don't know, four inches wide. So that's just right on your waist, or thighs, I guess. And the bar goes straight down the middle in between your legs. So this thing, you're just barely holding. You're going up this cable lift to at 45 degrees. I think it's like 45, 40 degrees. Rather steep. And on a really clear day, from the top of it, you can actually see Canada off in the distance, which I think is super cool. And then you crest the top. It's, wide, it's a rather wide crest. And then you go down the first drop. That's 80 degrees. And man, does it feel like you're falling forever. It's not as good as Fury's drop, in my opinion, or even Intimidator's, just because B&M files their drops so well with, like, the going into the drops is, like, wider than the pullouts. I'll get more into that in my Intimidator next episode. But, and right after that, you bank up into this 135-foot um, overbank. This thing is rather intense. It's the most intense part of the ride, and my second favorite. No, third favorite. The drop is my second. So, you come out of that, and you go into this low-to-the-ground turn through the first tunnel. This is a very fun moment. 
because you just came out of this rather intense element. Then you just twist. No, nowhere near as intense as Maverick or Ice Speed or anything like that. But you just like gracefully twist. And then you just look over and the ground's right there. And then you're into the darkness in the tunnel. So right after that, go up into this massive, I think it's like 200 foot tall airtime hill. It delivers good floater. I wouldn't say it's like B&M floater. Like, it's not as weak as being a floater, but it's a, a little bit stronger. Like, it's not ejector. It's kind of like flow ejector, I would say. So that's that. You bank slightly. No, you bank into a, like, helix, but at the top of the helix, it overbanks, so it's kind of as an overbank turn. You come out of that, completing the 360-degree helix, go underneath the beginning of the helix, and guess what you go into next? You guessed it, it's another overbank. So, after that overbank, you twist low to the ground, go back under the, like, right before the first airtime hill starts twisting, you go underneath there, turn, and go up into a smaller, like, I think... A hundred foot airtime hill. This is better than the first airtime hill. It's definitely it's stronger, but less sustained. And then after that, you go down into small a small section of straight track. Nothing too bad. And then you twist right next to the first turn and tunnel into the second tunnel. So that's another fun element. And then after that. You bank out, you're next to the station, you go through that speed hill I was talking about, you turn right next to the queue, then you have a long section of straight track. Then you go up into one final overbank, and then you hit the brakes. Overall, Millennium Force is rather fun. It is a very fun ride. If a kid is, like, wanting to get into big roller coasters, and they've conquered, like, Magnum, and all the other rides, Millennium Force is the way to go to get them over that 300-foot mark before they go on something like Steve or Steel Vengeance. Or even Maverick. Even though Maverick is way shorter than Millennium Force, it's still a way more intense ride. So, I think this is a really good introduction coaster to for kids into the world of big, huge throw rides. Because Millennium Force is still the seventh tallest roller coaster in the world. So I'm going to try to keep this under 15 minutes for the first episode. So Millennium Force, fun ride, not the best. So what else am I going to be doing on this podcast? This podcast is really just me trying to appeal to a wider audience. Because not a lot of people like vlogs and gameplay videos. Some people just want something to listen to in the background. I wanted to do this because it just seemed fun to me. I am an avid supporter of Talking Trimless. That's a really good roller coaster podcast. And I just felt that I would have a lot of fun doing this. So I will have some guests from my Discord server. 
if you want a chance to be on the podcast, I recommend you join the Discord server. If you want to get to that, go to my YouTube channel and community page, and you should be able to get there. Or I did do a video where I announced it a little while for a little while back. And a lot of the people on my Discord server are GP, so just bear with that. But I will be talking about news when it comes out. And really, I'm just going to be doing a bunch of different things. And I think this is going to be really fun. So if you like this podcast, please, I'm going to be doing this maybe every other week. Maybe some, I'm probably going to try to do it weekly every Thursday. But it's either going to come out on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. So I will see you in the next podcast. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel and join the Discord server. This has been RCA Kingston. This is Crazy Coasters, signing off, episode one.